Welcome to the Legislate podcast, a place to learn about the latest insights and trends in property, technology, business building and contract drafting. Today, I'm excited to welcome Christina Banjo on the show. Christina is the founder of Always Create, a community and platform that provides support for freelance creatives. Christina, welcome. Would you like to share a bit of background about yourself and Always Create? So thank you, Charles, for inviting me to the podcast. Um, My name is Christina and I am the founder of Always Create. Um, Like Charles said, it's a platform for freelance creatives. And um, we started the community and platform back in 2019. I saw that there was a need for a community for freelancers, given that the current trend in society is that more people are basically going it alone, leaving their nine to fives and pursuing their own career and own freedom through freelancing. So I was also freelancing myself. I started off freelancing as a designer in fashion. And then subsequently, I created Always Create out of the kind of lack um, of community and bringing people together and not finding the right people to help me along my uh, career journey. So that's how everything started in a nutshell. And now we have 600 freelance members on our community. And yeah, we are growing from stretch to stretch. That's really exciting. And are those 600 freelance creators based in the UK or all over the world? Yeah, so we have freelancers and mostly based in the UK. And we also have freelancers in Europe and America. But a majority of our freelancers are based in the UK and, and in London. Yeah. Great. And since launching in 2019, what's been your favourite moment so far? The favourite moment? Oh, there's been so many moments. I think our first launch event which started in January 2019, and we did a six-week back-to-back event called Network and Grow, and that was at the beginning and start of what we have today as a community. Back then, it was not the pandemic, so we had events in person, and it was really nice just to build that foundation in the beginning and basically get to know everybody in the community that we have now. So it was a really good, successful event. We had guest speakers. One of the best times was at the beginning. (laughs) But I think as of recent, I just think it's opportunities that can happen. We've managed to help freelancers get more projects, more work, more opportunities. So that's been also another blessing that has come along the way as a result of building the community. Yeah. So that's another, let's say, plus. Well done and happy uh, three-year anniversary. Thank you. Now it's been three years. What do you wish you'd known before starting Always Create? I think the major thing is that you're not going to grow as quickly as you think. Or even if you do grow quickly, you also need to be consistent and plan very well. So basically, any idea you think, scale it back because it might not always happen the way exactly in how you think in the time you think it's going to happen. So kind of be prepared to manage your expectations. You can't always control what happens, but you can put your best foot forward every day and plan. That's uh... A great, great piece of advice and something I struggle with every day. <laughs> it's very hard for entrepreneurs like to manage expectations versus uh, reality. Yeah, exactly. And so what's the, the big picture vision for the next three, five, ten years? Ooh, okay, so I think for us, we want to be the number one the UK platform for creative freelancers in the UK. I think that will be a, a major achievement and a goal. We know that freelancing is growing as a career choice and profession and also a lot of people that just graduated from uni are choosing that as a route rather than going um, straight into the nine to five route so we want to be there to support all the freelancers that are basically choosing this route because there isn't really any formal education on how to do this so we want to provide more courses more 
opportunities, more um, knowledge on basically how to run a business and make a success of it. But yeah, that would be our big goal. And then obviously expand internationally, Europe, America. Exciting. And when you say supporting these new freelancers, if I'm a, a freelancer joining your platform, what type of support can I expect from you? Yeah, so at the moment, um, we're going to start up. We had a lot of um, in-person events. We're going to start up in-person and online events where basically a freelancer will get opportunity to work on an aspect of their business or any aspect that they're struggling with. So we usually have a, to- a topical events based on like either how to market yourself better, how to brand yourself, how to work on the finance side of your business and how to find your next client. You know, those are the couple events we have we also have a database so everybody that signs up basically get put into a database and any opportunities that companies and agencies or brands come to me with then I can basically sift through and recommend you to for job opportunities and project opportunities which is really good and again we are improving some aspects of our networking and how our members communicate with each other so that's something we're looking into for 2022 having a online group platform where you can communicate and connect with other creatives and freelancers but yeah that's us in a nutshell it, it seems like a, a no-brainer for any freelancer yeah. to, to join and being an entrepreneur I imagine you interact with quite a few contracts. So Mm. what are the most common contracts you interact with uh, on a daily basis? Yeah, so I think the main contract for every freelancer is the consulting agreement or freelancer agreement. And I feel like this is so necessary for every client that you bring on board, regardless if you feel you've known them before, somebody, your friend knows, you always have to have a contract in place. Trust me, I've tried that route and it it never ends up well. So a consulting agreement whereby you can make sure that the work that you provide for the client uh, is protected as well as your time um, in writing. Um, And also anything like, for instance, if the person doesn't like what you've designed or the logo you've designed, for instance, that then there's obviously a remedy to put in place to understand how much you should get versus how much he should keep. So, yeah, I think... uh, consulting agreement is the first agreement that I think is the most important one for now. Yeah, I I think putting things on on paper is is essential for setting expectations and just avoiding surprises Mm. because that's really what contracts are for. It's it's all about uh, managing expectations, managing risk when things go wrong and and managing responsibility. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned that not using a contract didn't go well and obviously using a contract is, is the right way to, to do things. When creating contracts and, and in negotiations, are there any key clauses or, or patterns or areas of friction that, that you've encountered and, and how did you overcome them? Yeah, I think the main thing is project creep. So for instance, if you said to a client that the work that you're doing is going to take um, 30 days and for instance, you've charged based on 30 days, then what happens when the client is maybe being a bit, you know, difficult and then they're not really meeting the expectations you've set, then basically what happens after that is really important because if you, for instance, carry on working for another 30 days and with the same pay, then obviously that will leave you basically working for two months and only one of the months that you really got paid. So that kind of needs to be put in the contract to avoid like 
conflict. And also, like, for instance, if you turn around and ask the client for more money, even if and you didn't prior to agree on the contract before, then obviously that can lead to issues because they will basically go based on what you say. They don't care. So you have to put that in writing. Also, another area is what happens if the client um, doesn't like your work. It's very possible. I know it sounds crazy, but it's true. It happens all the time. What do you do? If you've tried your best, you've given it your best shot, but the client is a bit fussy and they don't like what you've produced, what happens then? Do you are you still going to be paid for the time that you've put in, the hours that you've put in up until this point? This is about like having those agreements in before you start the project, and also vetting your clients. And I, yes, and I guess in a creative world, it, it must be quite difficult to introduce objective criteria to help the client decide that you've done a good job or that they mm. like your work. So I can imagine in the creative industry, it must be quite a challenge. Mm, yeah it is quite a challenge but I think the best way to even avoid this in the first place is also to have key questions that you ask the client to determine why they've chosen to work with you and and what their desired result will be to make sure we're on the same page where it gets a bit tricky yeah. is the client starts saying can I start doing the work myself then okay this is going the wrong direction <laughs> you need Absolutely. to wheel it back in <laughs> I guess um, intermediary milestones are a good way of yeah. um, keeping the client engaged and, and ensuring that you're on the same path. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Great. So, Christina, I'm conscious we've taken already a lot of your time. So I'm going to ask you the closing question we ask all your our guests. If you're being sent a contract to sign today, mm-hmm. what would impress you? <laughs> You know, I'm here for the money. So I think what would impress me is one million pound contract. I don't know what I would be signing for or of, what it would own. But okay, yeah, this is a great example. So someone gives me a million pounds for my ideas. Yeah, that would be the perfect contract. And I'll give you my ideas, but that's about it. I'm sure you will get that million pound contract uh, very soon. Thank you. And uh, of course, it will be a legislate contract. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. Thank you very much, Christina, for being on the show and and sharing your background in the freelance world, where I think the support that you're bringing is is really valuable. And and as a legislator, we definitely try to bring support on the legal side. So yeah, best of luck growing Always Create. And uh, hopefully we can bring you back on the show after you get your million pound contract. (laughs) Thank you so much. Um, Take care, everyone. Thanks for listening.